Welcome to the White House. Thank you. <laughs> Can we take a little video? Hi, Mr. President. It is an honor. France rights are human rights. Are we topless at the White House? Yeah. The bravest, the most inspiring people I've ever known. I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It's June 13th, 2023. And I just want to say, if you're watching this program right now, you are the bravest and most inspiring people I've ever known. And I mean that. Can I sniff your hair? What a weird world we live in. Is this real life? Remember that original uh, YouTube video from way back when? It's like 15, I don't know, it could be 20 years old at this point, like one of the first ever viral videos. Is this real life? This kid, I think his name's David actually, who gets something done to his teeth and he's sitting in the back. You guys remember that video, that old viral video? We should have played that at the top of the show and he's drugged because they've just done something to his teeth. He's probably like six years old and his dad's videotaping him and he's like, is this real life? And that's basically how we all wake up every morning. Every morning you wake up and there's another trans drag queen at the White House and a man with dementia telling them that they're brave for, oh God. Anyway. Uh, we're very excited about the program today. We've all agreed. It's a rare moment of agreement that we all said today's show is going to be a 9-8. So the bar has been set high. And of course, we have a post-game show at rubenreport.locals.com. And uh, Brock, tomorrow, can we announce the uh, special giveaway for new annual subscribers? We'll give away some merch if they subscribe annually. Can I commit to that tomorrow? Thursday. Thursday. We will commit to that on Thursday. Obviously, things are happening in the merchandise department, which is a closet in a side bedroom over here. Today's program is about the machine, people. It is out of control. It is coming for you, your family, and your children. We've got characters in today's play known as Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Andrew Tate, RFK Jr., uh, and how all of these people actually are parts of what's going on right now. Some of them good, some of them bad. Uh, the backdrop, obviously, today to today's show is that at three o'clock today, uh, Donald Trump will be at this federal courthouse in Miami. To be clear, this has nothing to do with the state of Florida. There are federal courthouses in every single state. Uh, he happens to be being called to one in Miami uh, to deal with these latest charges. We'll get into that. Uh, and a bunch more in just a moment. But before we do, let me talk to you about CB Distillery. Uh, you guys know that I tore my left ACL and I tried every solution there was. Out of all the remedies, CBD from CBD Distillery was incredibly helpful given how much pain relief it brought to my ACL and I'm playing ball again. CB Distillery is over 2 million satisfied customers with 90% of them reporting that they sleep better with CBD, 81% saying they have a reduction in stress thanks to their CBD, and 80% of them saying their aches and pains are relieved from their CBD after physical activity. So if you struggle with sleep, stress, pain, or if you're just frustrated with the health concern that's not getting better, try CBD from the source I trust, cbdistillery.com. Let me get you on the right path with my 20% discount. Visit cbdistillery.com and enter my name, Dave, for your discount. No prescription required. That's cbdistillery.com, promo code Dave for 20% off. And now back to me. All right, first off, 
warning people, we're about to show you an evil lizard person from another planet, a man who is a lizard, a cold-blooded lizard who has taken the skin of a human being, put it on, and become the governor of California. Yes, I am talking about Gavin Newsom. Uh, he went on Sean Hannity last night. Now, I will actually give him a tiny bit of credit here. He went on Fox News on Sean Hannity. That is not a friendly. He actually went on and did it. Uh, and, uh, well, of course, he exposed himself to be the utter fraud and really just terrible human being that he is. We'll show you some video on that. Uh, but here he is. This was very clever by Hannity. Uh, he asked Newsom what Newsom thinks of Biden and then actually showed him some video of Biden before Newsom got to respond. It was quite beautiful. Take a look. Now my question is a serious one. All right. Okay. Is Joe Biden up to the job of being president? And as a little reminder, take a look at your president in the monitor. I met with the, who are those guys that fly over shortly? You heard of them, haven't you? And the cheer for Muslim, for, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Al 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 Abdul Jabbar. And then you got Joe Biden is having a hard time standing up. Take a look at that one. I want you to tell me that you think he is cognitively strong enough to lead this country against China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, and a war new axis of evil, and that he's the guy, he cannot articulate the economy the way you just did. Yeah, but uh, I don't think he's capable. I know he's capable. I see results. I've seen a master class results the last few years. Master class results. Now, first off, you really need to understand, Gavin Newsom is in all of this only for himself. You get some public servants, some politicians who get out there and really try to help the people. Gavin Newsom has, well, he's now worth probably about $20 million. We've talked about his winery, his relationship with Nancy Pelosi. He was the former mayor of San Francisco, absolutely destroyed San Francisco, has destroyed California. About a million and a half people have fled California under his reign, but he watches that video. Now, he became very rich throughout all of that, right? So that's one thing. So he did it for himself. It's all working for him, much like he kept his winery open during COVID while he closed other wineries that were bordering it uh, and how he also took lobbyists from pharmaceutical companies out to dinner at French Laundry up in Napa, Sonoma area, which is one of the most expensive exclusive restaurants in the United States at the height of COVID, no masks indoors, et cetera, et cetera. But Gavin Newsom, it's interesting what he's doing there. He's defending Biden, but you know, and everyone knows, Gavin Newsom is prepping to take over for Biden. They know that right now we have a year and a half till the general election. Biden is breaking down. We all know it cognitively. We can see it physically with the falls. I mean, that fall last week uh, where we showed you the video and we threw back to it after we showed it to you originally because he could not get up, actually. He had to have people lift him up after that. The guy is, what, 81 years old, right? Is he 81, 80, 81 at this point? Yeah, he's 81 years old. He's struggling to speak. He gets confused. You can see that stiffness thing with his body. These are all symptoms of cognitive issues. I am not making fun of the elderly or people with any cognitive issues or anything else, but it does not mean that they should be leading the United States. Now, Gavin Newsom knows all that. So you might go, well, wait a minute, why didn't he just throw him under the bus? Because if he throws him under the bus, you might get a little entropy behind it. And then they start figuring out a way to weasel Gavin in. But he is a, he is a smooth political operative, if nothing else, besides being a lizard person. 
And so what he's doing there is he's backing Biden all the way, knowing that they will get rid of Biden at some point. Here is my bold prediction. Mark this down, clip it, copy it, send it to your grandma. If Ron DeSantis is the nominee, it will be Gavin Newsom against him. There is no chance in high hell that they will let it be Joe Biden. However, if it's Donald Trump, I think that they will figure out a way to put Biden back up there, meaning like optically, you got this mind muddled fool, but Trump is still old. It'll remind us of this old thing. We'll all just do the, the repeat again, right? Like we'll just, oh, we've seen the show. Let's just do it again. The contrast, however, between a young and sharp DeSantis versus a really muddled Biden, I think would be a real problem. But Gavin Newsom is really slick. So he knows he doesn't have to do the dirty work. He can pretend to back him and be a good Democrat and everything else while he's stabbing him from the side. Let's not forget, remember a couple months back when Biden was on an international trip and Gavin Newsom just happened to show up to the White House for meetings with Kamala and some other people? Like they're, they're showing you their cards if you get it, guys. Anyway, the, uh, the interview continued and Hannity did a nice job because Hannity brought up the fact that San Francisco, which is where Gavin Newsom was the mayor, and when he took over as mayor, it's about 20 years ago now, it was a flourishing, absolutely beautiful city that many people really thought was the future of America because it's where tech was and people felt, oh, it's the location and the weather and everything else and the, and the house prices were going up and there was this incredible renewal there. And obviously that's in stark contrast to the way it is now. Uh, Hannity asked him about that. Whole Foods did shut down one business, but there was a bad location to begin with. They're opening a new one. We have two point sisters out here recently with a team. And I said, it's don't bad. go to the wharf. Certain parts are bad. And we own that. I just put the National Guard and the CHP yeah. down there. Certain parts are bad. I'm telling you guys, and you've seen the videos, every part of San Francisco is an absolute nightmare. Crack pipes, fentanyl addicts everywhere, stores closed everywhere. It smells like piss. There are literally people who look dead on the streets. Are we gonna show that video right now? We'll throw that video right now. You remember this one. I just wanna show it to you again. This is, I, I took this video. This is when I walked out of Twitter. So I'm upstairs, you know, this is a month and a half ago or whatever it was, two months ago with the richest man in the world. Look at this, these are all drug addicts. This is a massive drug den. I think this is Market Street, which is one of the biggest streets there. And then what you must understand also is all the businesses around that are closed. The, uh, the Opera House, the San Francisco Opera House, it's about, I don't know, an eighth of a mile away, two blocks away, completely empty and desolate. So he is the guy that did that. He has exported it to Cali. Uh, and mostly what he does these days is lie about uh, Ron DeSantis and freedom-loving Americans and America as a whole. We'll get to that on the other side. Let me talk to you about Birch Gold real quick. Uh, you guys know Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like this are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold, and you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. And here's the easy way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't need to pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying? Yeah, gold. 
Follow their lead. Visit birchgold.com slash Dave for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus better uh, rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings too. Visit birchgold.com slash Dave. Do it. Take action today. Uh, all right, let's continue because you got to understand, again, as he has destroyed San Francisco and destroyed California, this guy should be shamed. Right, everywhere he goes, he should be embarrassed. But, you know, he has a well-fitting suit. I'll give him that. He's got his slick hair. He looks like American Psycho. Like, he gets out there and does what it is that he wants to do or portrays himself however it is that he wants to portray himself. But mostly what he's doing, his usefulness for the administration right now, and, and I'm telling you, the Democrats, they are just so corrupt. You just have to imagine they have cut some sort of deals. They know something's wrong with Biden. They know Biden's obviously on medication. That is some kind of scandal, by the way. If the most important man of the world is having serious cognitive problems and that's being diagnosed with somebody and we just know it's true, right? You just know. I don't think I have to, I don't have the document in front of me that says it, but like if you use your brain for a half a second, something that Joe Biden is struggling with, you know it's true. That means there's a conspiracy involved because the wife, Dr. Jill Biden, she knows it. Maybe the chief of staff knows it. Maybe Corinne Jean-Pierre. There are people hiding what the truth is. And I, for one, think that if the guy who has his finger on the button to start World War III, which he's trying to lead us into with Ukraine anyway, uh, if he has been mentally compromised, which, by the way, when you have dementia, Alzheimer's, some of these things, it dysregulates your emotional behavior. You get angrier, like you're, you're, you have a penchancy for odd behavior, et cetera, et cetera. This could be seriously dangerous. Anyway, Gavin Newsom is playing good guy while they figure out that situation. It's fairly obvious. And it's clear also that they have tasked him with going after the number one threat. And who is that number one threat? Yeah, it's Florida man himself, Ron DeSantis. We showed you this clip a day or two ago, but I think it's worth repeating uh, to just see the dishonest attacks coming out of Cali towards free Florida. These flights of asylum seekers that are being brought to Sacramento, there have been two of them now. They've been described as state-sanctioned kidnapping by the attorney general of, of this state, of California. You tweeted directly at the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. I want to get this right. You called him a small, pathetic man and asked, quote, kidnapping charges? Is that, is that what you believe happened, Governor well, Newsom, that being, Florida kidnapped migrants and brought them to California? I think I'm being generous, small, and pathetic. Uh, very generous. He's just weakness masquerading as strength. Yeah. He's flailing, desperate. He's so weak, masquerading as strength. He's so flailing that this place is freaking expanding like you wouldn't believe. Everybody keeps wanting to come here, keeps wanting to come here, keeps moving here, keeps buying houses here, keeps bringing businesses here, keeps enjoying our beautiful weather and our low taxes and our, uh, you know, we don't get fire raining from the sky, which is what they get in California because this idiot doesn't know anything about fire management either and forest management and all that stuff. Uh, but this is what he does. Okay, you guys get it. So now let's continue because then he was, uh, as we just showed you, he was on Hannity last night. And again, he went after DeSantis doing the job of the Biden administration. We're told they had jobs. They told they were going to get certain court dates changed. They were dropped off. They knocked on the door and they left and it was not coordinated. I mean, what kind of faith 
tradition Every allows for there this is a video dehumanization of the people getting on the plane. Because they were all lied to and, and were, told, and they you're being asked, taken care of, everything's going to be great, I would be well, then, proud and happy. Then, then because they By the landed, way, I have the RFP. Because they landed in your sanctuary yeah. state, you're going to take care of them. They should be happy. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the car. I mean, come on, this is California. I know it's California. Okay. I'm, I'm aware of where I it's am. The, on this way, the fourth largest economy in the world. We can handle of course all you can. of this. Okay, I'm a border state. Ron DeSantis is not. I know he's desperate to get in on the action. No, because a lot he's of people. belly flop. Donald Trump is going to clean his clock. Is it fair clock. that Joe Biden. DeSantis has we'll belly flopped. Do you, he will clean his clock. He needs I don't have a crystal attention. Ball. And he set this up months ago by doing an RFP. I have the contractors okay. My question that he tried is, to hire saying he was going to send people to California. This is a stunt. It's embarrassing. It's, not, it's pathetic. I, I disagree. Stunt. I think he did the right thing. His state's not a sanctuary state. Heart. Well, Joe Biden he just wanted to help people. Will Give you apply the same so. standard to Joe Biden? He's flying all these illegal immigrants. Coordinating to them. Coordinating Excuse them. me. I'm engaged you know directly what? with the administration. They're landing on at 3:30 in the morning in Westchester they're Airport. Coordinating with not LaGuardia, not Kennedy, yeah. Westchester. You know not why? Because they're sneaking them in when states aren't looking and counties not perfect, aren't looking. Perfect, but they're coordinating. There's a different spirit. There's a different level of engagement. It's, it's, it's different in daylight and darkness. It's not perfect. I'm, there's some humility in this. Well, space. isn't Joe Biden dumping people in Florida and dumping, all these other states? He doesn't dump people. Anywhere. Well, what DeSantis what's is the doing difference between what Everything. Joe is doing Pretense. what DeSantis is Manipulation. doing? Hey, Sean Hannity, I'm, I'm going to shoot you a text after the show today. You did a bang up great job there. You did not let him get away with any of this BS. You see what he says there at the end, you know, every now and again when they accidentally tell you what they really think. There's a different spirit. So when Joe Biden, when they let illegals into Texas and they rampage through El Paso and some of these border towns and we see that they're taking over the airports and crime goes up and they bring drugs and they're raping women and doing all of those things, but nobody cares about it. It doesn't get on the mainstream media except Fox. Uh, although if you send a few of them up to Martha's Vineyard, then all hell breaks loose, right? Uh, but the spirit it's a little different of spirit when they send them from El Paso and some of those border towns and they send them to the Westchester airport in the middle of the night at 3.30 a.m., which is an absolute fact. We covered that a couple months ago. It's a different spirit when Joe Biden does it. But when Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, who, by the way, has made no bones about it, we are not going to allow this crap here. So he's right. Gavin's right. Yeah, Ron DeSantis signed this months ago saying, if you try to dump these people in Florida, congratulations, you are a sanctuary state. And by the way, then Gavin, it's such fake outrage because then he's like, he's so evil, but you know what? California can take care of him. So then go for it, dude. They're all yours. Enjoy them. Bring them in. You have a ton of empty buildings in San Francisco. It is, it is a ghost town. Bring in hundreds of thousands of illegals. Let them with whatever their cultural identity and everything else and no future for jobs in that shithole of the city. Let them hang out with all the fentanyl addicts and go to it. Again, you've also got your, can we find out how many acres is Plump Jack Winery? I want to find out how many acres it's Plump Jack Winery. That is what Gavin Newsom owns. Uh, it's got to be uh, 50, I don't know, 100 acres, maybe more. Like give them some of that acreage, man, and give them a little Pinot Noir. There is nothing that an illegal immigrant likes more than, you know what I mean? You get across the border, you swam through the thing, the whole situation, you get there, wouldn't you like a Pinot Noir? I'm talking, not, not a cab, you know what I mean? You don't want a heavy red at that point, but you want something that's light and refreshing, a Pinot, maybe even a white wine. A white wine spritzer would be lovely. You could do that, Gavin, and it would show us what a good man you are. You have 42 acres 
that's a lot of acreage up there at Plump Jack Winery, so get to it. Anywho, people, so you see how far the machine will go after to defend their own, right? They will endlessly defend people like Gavin Newsom and people like Joe Biden who are destroying the border and creating sanctuary cities. So it's all their problems. And then they go after the people who are doing something. All Ron DeSantis is doing is saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then he goes ahead and does it. And by the way, it has a lot more to do with what the law of the land is. We are a country. And if you come here illegally, you are breaking the law. So what else is a part of the machine? Have you heard of this place? It's in Gavin Newsom state. It's called Hollywood, California. I used to live I lived in Los Angeles. Hollywood's a specific part of Los Angeles. And uh, while I always call Gavin Newsom a, a lizard person, most of the people who live in Hollywood are devil worshipers. Uh, now, this is a slight jump because uh, two nights ago was the Tony Awards. Now, Tony Awards, of course, are the awards for Broadway, which are in New York City. Uh, but I think you can see the connection between Hollywood and Broadway. Well, they gave out the Tony Awards the other night. And an actress, I've, I've never, I don't know this woman. Do we know anything that this woman's ever been in? She was in Hamilton, I'm being told. Her name is Danae Benton. Uh, here she is with a uh, rather brilliant political statement as she gives her speech. Hi. Hi, I'm Danae Benton, actor, <laughs> thank you, and proud CMU alum. Earlier tonight, CMU and the Tony Awards presented the 2023 Excellence in Theater Education Award. And while I am certain that the current Grand Wizard, I'm sorry, excuse me, governor of my home state of Florida will be changing. He's pathetic sellout, elitist, seal-clapping, NPC nothings. That's what these people are. There is not an original thought in there. Her home state of Florida, her, it was so racist, her home state of Florida, that she became a massive Broadway star in basically the number one show on Broadway in the last five years, Hamilton. That's how racist Florida is. Florida, which has the number one amount of small businesses owned by black people. Florida, which has law and order, unlike Chicago. So black people get shot less, much like white people get shot less here in Florida. But he's the grand wizard of the KKK. It is so unbelievable. And haven't we been through this script before, guys? It's a script. This is what they did to Trump. Now they know DeSantis is the threat and the same People will do the same thing all over again. And I think we have to call them out in double time. See, uh, but speaking of the same people doing the same thing, can we put up the warning? We have to show you a, it's a short clip from The View. It's just a short one today. It's Anna Navarro. She doesn't like DeSantis either. And uh, take a look. But I just got to respond to Ron DeSantis, who said what's really bad is one faction weaponizing government against a faction it doesn't like. Ronnie, you mean like you're doing to Disney, Mickey Mouse and drag queens? Yeah. Look in the mirror, you hypocrite. Oh, Anna, you are a hypocrite. You used to be a roughly sane conservative. You worked for uh, Marco Rubio, you were either his campaign manager or PR person or whatever it was. You live in Florida. You live in Florida. As I keep noting, she lives somewhere near me. 
okay? Like I'm going to see her at a restaurant. It's gonna be nasty when, when it happens. Um, yes, okay, we don't have to go into the Disney thing. You get why DeSantis did the Disney thing and he took away special rights and all that. So that's Disney and Mickey Mouse. They're just absolute liars. By the way, Brock just brought up a great point when we were showing you the clip. Last week, we were showing you videos about how mainstream media was going after Ron DeSantis because he's friends with Clarence Thomas. So on one hand, he's friends with a guy who happens to be black, who's a brilliant legal mind. That's a problem. Then on the other hand, he's also grand wizard of the KKK. Every direction that they can spin you and they will spin you. And that's also why lefties and, and these NPC, these non-playable character people, it's why they're so angry all the time. It's why they're not funny. It's why they never smile. It's why they're miserable. It's why they want to chop children's genitals off because they don't believe in anything other than what the system pukes out at them and every single day. And they wake up with puke all over them and then they're angry because if someone barfed on you in the morning, you would not be happy, but they are the barf receptacle of the machine. But there is a reason why I say that they are ideological opponents as opposed to simply a political opponent, right? A political opponent would be different than purely ideologically different. Why? Why do I say that? Because if you are not fully in line with the Democrat dogma of the day, again, whatever happens on any given day, even if you are a Democrat, they will try to destroy you. So who might I be talking about? Who is a, a ballpark sane Democrat at the moment? Well, it's a pretty freaking short list, but there is this guy, RFK Jr., right? And RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he has been talking about closing the border because we have an immigration problem. He actually went to the border last week. We showed you the video, 2 a.m., hundreds of people walking by from all sorts of different countries right behind him. Uh, he's talking about our pharmaceutical problem and how it's connected to our government and how they abused us and they're keeping everybody sick. He's talking about the serious stuff. So what happens if you are a Democrat and you don't toe the Democrat line, then they get the operatives out there, right? They get the MSNBC hacks to get out there and destroy you because you as a Democrat are not good enough for them. Here is MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan going after RFK Jr. And just listen to the way he talks about this guy. Forgive me, but a Bannon-backed, Tucker-platformed, anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist who's running on his Kennedy name but can't count on the support of the actual Kennedys is perhaps not the progressive or principled or anti-establishment or liberal Democratic Party champion that he might want you to think he is. There's just so much dribble there. And liberal, by the way, Mehdi has nothing to do with progressive. It's the most illiberal ideology there. But just listen to the way Bannon backed. So the implication is he's Steve Bannon backed. I'm pretty sure Steve Bannon is still backing Donald Trump. Uh, but Steve Bannon might like hearing some of the things that RFK has said about vaccines. The other one was Tucker platform. Well, yes, it's true. Tucker Carlson did let RFK Jr. on the show to talk. I know that's very scary for Democrats because the scariest thing is that for the average progressive might be that a more moderate Democrat might talk to a moderate Republican or conservative, whatever you want to call Tucker, and then they realize, oh my God, we actually have more in common and it's the hysterics that we're trying to get rid of. And then of course he calls him an anti-vaxxer, which the phrase anti-vaxxer seven years ago had a certain meaning. Now, pretty much everyone's saying is an anti-vaxxer. The COVID vaccines did not work. Uh, the COVID vaccines caused all sorts of vaccine injuries. Thank God I did not get vaccinated. None of my guys got vaccinated in here. How's everyone feeling today, by the way? <laughs> 
Everyone at once gave me a thumbs up. Everyone's feeling good here. But it is not just the clown show at the televised mental institution of MSNBC that is now lying and trying to scare people from RFK. By the way, RFK, and again, we're going to get him on the show. I have some differences of opinion with him. We'll get into them. It big damn whoop. Big damn whoop. But you see, they want, they want to sully his name, destroy his reputation. But not just that. You know what they really want to do to get him? And this is what they do an awful lot of people. They want to turn everyone against you, including sometimes even your family and your spouse. Check out this headline from the New York Times two days ago. Cheryl Hines, the Curb Your Enthusiasm actress, is beloved in Hollywood. Now she's supporting the presidential campaign of her husband, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is she normalizing his office, his often dangerous ideas? And the quote is, before this, really, my world was just about comedy, so I could make light of things. But now I understand people are listening in a different way, and I know that it's really important to them. Now, first off, it's, it, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I, I happen to know it. You may not have known that Cheryl Hines, you know, who plays Larry's wife or Larry David's ex-wife in Curb Your Enthusiasm is married to RFK Jr. That's just kind of interesting. But do you see, can you put it up again one more time, Connor? Because it's the last line there. It's the last line. Is she normalizing his often dangerous ideas? Do you see how they are trying to scare the hell out of their readers? What are RFK's dangerous ideas? That he wants to close the border? So he wants to be able to defend America while we figure out what our problems are? He wants to question the pharmaceutical industry, is that dangerous? He's questioning what we're doing in Ukraine, is that dangerous? But they need everyone to be scared. And scared, I would say scared and or stupid. If you were a New York Times reader in 2023, there is only one thing they are trying to do to you and it is make you scared and or stupid. Well, I guess that's two things, but we can combine them into scare, stupidly scared. How about that? But you guys get it. Not only will the machine try to slander you, censor you, and cancel you, they will try to criminalize and shame you throughout the process. Now you see where we might be going with this. Have you heard of this guy, Donald Trump? Uh, rather uh, boisterous hair, orange fella. Uh, here he is today in Florida. He is in Miami. Once again, it is at a federal courthouse. It has nothing to do with Florida. They may have just chosen Florida because it's close to him. Uh, so Miami is close to where he lives in, in uh, West Palm Beach, where Mar-a-Lago is. Um, but, uh, let's just jump to how the mainstream media, we'll get into some of the actual charges in just a moment, but first let's start with how ABC news is George Stephanopoulos. And let's not forget George Stephanopoulos worked in the Bill Clinton white house. So do you think he has a political ideology? Uh, here he is reporting, uh, that there's a good chance that the future president might be a criminal or something like that. I guess he has plutonium and a DeLorean and he knows the future and we're going to have to impeach a sitting president, blah, 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 blah. Take a look. Good morning and welcome to this week. One year from today, there's a decent chance that Donald Trump will be sitting in a courtroom as a criminal defendant. There's a decent chance he'll be set to accept the Republican nomination of President of the United States. And there's a non-zero chance that he could be both, a criminal defendant and the GOP nominee. Now, none of this is normal, but that's the surreal world we are living in today, now that Trump is the first former president to face criminal charges from the federal government, his second criminal indictment in the last three months. That's funny. I do have to say that nothing that George said there was a lie. All those things are possible. It's possible that a year from now, uh, Trump will be in court. It's possible that he will be the nominee at this, this point. You could flash forward two years from now. He could, I suppose, be like, 
being told he has to report to jail while also being told that he's supposed to be walking into the White House. Any of these things are possible. That doesn't mean that any of them are legit. That is the issue. Uh, so just to be clear, uh, let's get you a little info on what's going on from the Daily Wire uh, related to Trump. Former President Donald Trump said Thursday evening that he has been indicted in the federal criminal investigation into his handling of classified material. The former president added that he has been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Okay, so that is later today. Now, I, I want to be very, 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 very clear about one thing here. There, without question, is selective prosecution here. If we are going to talk about who screwed up with classified documents, then we got to look at Mike Pence, who has subsequently admitted it as vice president. And as vice president, you don't get to declassify documents. Joe Biden, who did it as vice president, where you don't get to declassify documents. The president does. Joe Biden was the vice president at the time. We all know about the garage with the Mustang and it was completely unsecured and everything else. So if you want to go after Donald Trump, who was president, doesn't mean he didn't make any mistakes, then you gotta have one set of rules for everybody. So I think the thing that most people are outraged by right now is the selective prosecution of Donald Trump. Okay, so that, I wanna be just very clear about that. Put that in a box, a lock box, and let's put that over here. All of that being said, that does not mean that Donald Trump did not do some stupid and or illegal things. I wanna read you one portion here from uh, the prosecution, uh, from the, the affidavit. Uh, in August or September 2021, at the Bedminster Club, Trump showed a representative of his political action committee, his PAC, who did not possess a security clearance, a classified map related to a military operation and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative and that the representative should not get too close. So that is the charge. That is one of the charges. There's many, many charges. If that's true, like if you have classified docs with maps of things that people aren't supposed to see, you can't show them to pe people from your political action committee. You can't show them to anyone who doesn't have that clearance, right? So I think two things can be true here. This is an absolute farce. And if they wanna go for Trump, they gotta go for everybody, but we know they're not gonna do that. The Democrats control the machine and they're trying to take out Trump. Well, actually, I think the other part of this is they're trying to take out Trump or they just wanna, you know, if it wasn't for these prosecutions with Trump, I don't think Trump has a lot of momentum right now. I, ju I really just don't think he does. I think DeSantis does, and that's why he's attacking him all day. And the, in some ways, I think you could argue the system is propping up Trump because it wants him to be the nominee because they know that he won't be president again. But we don't have to do all that right this moment. The point is, I think two things are probably true here. The selectiveness of this that I think every single one of you watching this agrees on, like if you're gonna go after Trump and make it pointed, it's, it's a political move to go after him. You have to go after the other people, but they won't. And that does not exclude the fact that Trump probably did a whole bunch of sloppy things, okay? Like those two things can be true. But the overriding point is the machine is just going to keep coming for whatever reason, whether you think it's to prop him up or to take him out, the machine is gonna keep coming after him. Here is former Attorney General Eric Holder uh, basically saying, yeah, they'll figure out a way to impeach him again if he gets in the White House again and we can do another impeachment and we can replay that whole thing because that was fun, wasn't it? Well, the notion that you could have a trial, um, defendant be convicted, somehow win the election, be sworn in as president or whenever it happens, um, that seems inconsistent with our, our, our notion 
of, of, of fairness of, of the rule of law. Uh, at, at that point, I would hope that an impeachment proceeding um, might be considered, um, not only considered, broad, and ultimately he would be removed um, from office. Oh, well, okay then. So yeah, if he gets in, and if we can just figure out a way to make a whole bunch of people think he did something, and sure, ignore what everybody else did, and Biden did, and Pence did, and blah, 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 uh, yeah, we'll, we'll throw another impeachment at him. Like, do we want to go through this again? And will we let these people drag us to hell? That's what we got to decide. Uh, but what this is all boiling down to, and again, why people are so angry, whether, whether you like Trump or not, whether you think they are doing this to inflate Trump or to destroy t Trump, the point is it is becoming increasingly obvious that the machine, the corporate press, the political machine and everything else works as a in, in cahoots with the New York Times and the Washington Post and all of our uh, three-letter agencies, uh, and they work in cahoots with the Democrats. Like, clearly, they want Democrats. It doesn't mean the Republicans are great, right? Um, it, what do I always say? You don't have to be a Republican, but you can't be a Democrat. It doesn't mean that the Republicans are great. But the point is, they work because, for whatever reason, the, the power structure likes Democrats more. Maybe it's because it's they're for higher taxes. They're generally more for war now. Like, identity politics is an easy way to control people. Like, there's probably some version of all of that that, that makes the, the full set of ingredients on this thing. Um, but here is cringe Jean-Pierre, our black lesbian press secretary, telling us that, no, no, people, this has nothing to do with politics. The Department of Justice going after Trump has nothing to do with politics. There's nothing to see here. Don't look behind the curtain. Nothing to see here. Here, given the severity of, of uh, you know, the um, case that a former president was charged and the sensitivity of the documents, are you, are you concerned that the intelligence review has not been wrapped up yet? I mean, shouldn't it be expedited? And what can you share with the American public about, you know, whether national security was threatened or not? So look, I'm not going to, as you've heard uh, from my colleague moments ago, I'm not going to speak uh, directly to the case. What I can say, and also the Admiral spoke to, you know, the, the, um, the national security pieces of this, certainly not going to go beyond what he stated here at the podium. What I can say, uh, and you've heard us say this over and over again, this is a president that respects the rule of law. This is the president that wants to make sure uh, and has proven that to be in his actions to make sure that the Department of Justice is truly independent. And, uh, you know, and he said that during the campaign, uh, he's restoring uh, certainly the integrity of the Department of Justice. And that is something that's important to this president. And I'm going to just leave it there. Guys, there's nothing to worry about. Biden's a good guy. He wouldn't do this. He's restoring stuff. He's not corrupting anything. He's just doing good stuff. And it happens to always work in his favor and take out his opponents. There's nothing to see over here. Close up shop. Go home. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Here's Donald Trump yesterday in Georgia, and I think he simplified it quite well. Biden is trying to jail... His leading political opponent, an opponent that's beating him by a lot in the polls, just like they do in Stalinist Russia or communist China. Beating him a lot in the polls. Uh, again, I don't know. Are they propping Trump up because they'll just take him out because they know there's no new Trump voters and, and DeSantis is really much scarier? Or are they really so threatened by this guy that they're going to try to jail him? All of the inconsistencies in the prosecution and all of that. 
But why does the machine want to destroy Trump and really destroy anyone that thinks differently, say you watching this or someone like me? It's because they view independent thought as a threat, right? If you don't just swallow the nonsense whole, you are a threat to them. So who's another threat to them? And, and quite a big threat, actually. Uh, former kickboxing champ and, and ridiculously influential social media personality uh, who has become a sort of advocate for men, like a... a I don't want to quite compare him to Jordan Peterson, but like a, a sort of more fightery version of Jordan Peterson. I'm talking, of course, about Andrew Tate, uh, who describes himself as the world's most canceled man. Uh, he went on Patrick Bet David's podcast. This is from a day or two ago, talking about what the system will do if you stand up against it. He's referring to himself. He's clearly referring to, to Trump to an extent. And I think he's referring to, you know, the broader all of us. I hammered the point home and I made it very clear that they had the intention of trying to put me in jail. I said, there's three lives. They try and cancel you and slander you and destroy your name. They don't just want you to disappear from the internet. They want you to disappear from the internet in a cloud of shame. They have to shame you, which is why they chose the crimes they did for me. And it's why they usually choose the crimes they choose because it's heinous. They want to shame you and they want you to disappear with your head facing the ground and never pop up again. Obviously, they attempted to cancel me. I became more famous than ever before. I even said to you on your podcast, and I said on other podcasts, I said, I think they made a mistake. I think when you have power and you overuse it, you, what happens is a rebellion. That's how a revolution starts. When you have power, you have to be very, very careful with how you use that power. The second you overuse it, there's a re revolution. Like, and we're in Romania, so they know all about that. That's exactly what happens. And I, I said at the time, I think I was a mistake. I think they made a big mistake canceling me the way they did. And then the second time, the second life, which I described is they try and put you in jail for no reason. Here we are in the current scenario. I knew it was going to happen. And the third one is they put a bullet in your head. So we're going to have to see how the second life plays out. And yeah, I mean, when this is all over and I win the court case and I get the not guilty, I, I won't be smiling. I'll be walking out the courtroom with my head on a swivel. <laughs> That's the kind of life I'm living now. I'm going to be thinking, oh, okay, so their second attempt failed. Now what? Like, do I want to fly private anymore? <laughs> do I want to go that place anymore? Do I, you start to think about yeah. these things. Like, do I want to do these things? A lot of billionaires die, dying in plane crashes. It's strange. So it's scary, regardless of how it plays out. And I guess you just have to go with the punches and, and, and see where it lands. And God has a plan for, for me and for all of us. And we're just going to see how it ends up. Okay, so just to give you a little context on that, I don't want to get into all of the charges related to uh, Andrew Tate, but they shot that, this is two or three days ago, that is in Romania. He was in jail in Romania on charges that I think they never fully released, actually, for six months in jail. Now he's on house arrest in Romania. So Patrick Bet David flew to Romania for this interview. The point is that, that Andrew Tate, who's fighting the system, telling people to believe in themselves and not believe the nonsense and believe in biological reality and everything else, he's showing you this is what they will do to you. I am now stuck in Romania in house arrest and I will eventually win the court case, but what will they do to me after? And it, I think there's an obvious parallel to some extent with what's going on here with Donald Trump. So how do we fight this thing properly? Well, it's partly what I always say. It's like, you got to get a little skin in the game and start really understanding what's going on here, knowing reality and, and sort of ground up building a life that's good for you and your family and your communities. And then eventually we can maybe uh, dissipate some of this nonsense, right? The other thing is when good politicians come and there are very few that come by, but when good ones who really get it come by, you got to offer their support. 
And obviously, uh, Ron DeSantis to me is the guy that is doing that the best. Uh, here he is yesterday on what they are doing to Trump right now. Is there a different standard for a Democrat secretary of state versus a former Republican president? I think there needs to be one standard of justice in this country. Let's enforce it on everybody and make sure we all know the rules. You can't have one faction of society weaponizing the power of the state against factions that it doesn't like. And that's what we've seen. And here's the thing. There's obviously very high profile examples, but there's examples of ordinary people who may not get the same headlines. A pro-life uh, advocate may have 20 FBI agents storming their house at 6 o'clock in the morning. You may have parents going to a school board meeting in Virginia that are being surveilled by the FBI. So the weaponization of these agencies strikes at the heart of what it means to have a free society. And it's not just affecting people at the top, it's affecting people all throughout our country. The reason I love that clip is because what he's saying is he's, he's absolutely defending the weaponization of government against Donald Trump, but then he's also saying it's coming after you. And that's the part that matters. So when he talks about, you know, the parents in Virginia who were fighting for school choice and to get the wokeness out, the FBI was looking into them, the pro-life people that the FBI started looking into, like he's starting to show people, oh, there's a connection and we must fight this from the three letter agencies. By the way, there was another politician about 40, 50 years ago who used to talk about this quite a bit. Uh, yeah, John F. Kennedy, the uncle of RFK Jr. I wanna show you one more video to close out the show today. Uh, this is DeSantis, same speech, talking about some of the lessons that our founding fathers knew, why they knew them, and why they're applicable to everything going on today in our fight for a well-functioning republic. But I don't think anyone could, could have lived through the last four or five years and not have an appreciation for how fragile freedom really is. Each generation does have this responsibility to cultivate it. Our founding fathers understood this. When they went to Philadelphia in 1787 to craft our Constitution, they came armed with the knowledge of having studied every republic in the history of mankind because they wanted to draw lessons from those experiences that they could apply here in America. And what they figured out was all those republics, there was really only one thing that they all had in common, and it was this. Every one of them had failed. And so they understood it fell to the United States of America to determine, can people really govern themselves? Can you have a society based on the idea that our rights come from God, not from the government? That we live under a rule of law, not a rule of individual men? Or was mankind forever destined to live under various forms of despotism. And they fully expected that this country would be the ones that ultimately decided the fate of freedom in the world. And when Benjamin Franklin walked out of that convention, he was asked, Dr. Franklin, what have you given us, a republic or a monarchy? He said, a republic if you can keep it. They understood you could have the best declaration of independence in the world. You can have the best constitution in the world. These things do not run on autopilot. They require citizens to be engaged and to fight for the preservation of these freedoms. Wouldn't it be freaking beautiful if that guy ends up president of the United States, who has not only made it very clear that he understands what the issues are, he understands what we are fighting, but he's been the chief executive of a state that is flourishing and then could export that blueprint that he has used in Florida 
to the federal government and start hacking away at some of the agencies, start returning the power to the people instead of the deep state and all of those things. I think he's the best chance for that. And I think if uh, for, for many of my audience members who, who are still on the Trump train and maybe Trump will end up being president and Ron DeSantis will remain here in Florida and it will be just fine with me. Uh, although I don't think that would be the best outcome to actually turn all of this around, obviously. Um, if you're a Trump guy right now, you know everything that he said there was right. And that does not mean that you hate Trump or anything else. But maybe, maybe a younger guy with the track record and the right team and all of the stuff is the way to do this. So we got something to fight for. Donald Trump has something to fight for. Andrew Tate has something to fight for. Ron DeSantis has something to fight for. We got some people we got to fight against. Gavin Newsom, Mehdi Hassan, the rest of these clowns. Uh, and we got a republic. If we can keep it, we shall see. We got a post-game show for you at rubenreport.locals.com. In about 37 seconds, we leave you with a cold close. It's about what Joe Biden eats. It's very important that you know what he eats because he has nothing to do with partisan politics. He's a good man, sniffing hair occasionally and some other stuff, but mostly he likes spaghetti. That's the takeaway of the show. I just blew it for you. He likes spaghetti. We'll see you on the other side. Bye. Breaking news about, uh, about the president. So his favorite ice cream is Greater's, Greeters? How do you, Greeters? Greeters. I don't eat ice cream, don't, shh. I know, chocolate chip, and he loves a good pair of sunglasses. He likes spaghetti, which is pretty cool. I love spaghetti too, like spaghetti with red sauce. And so that's one of his favorite meals. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.